0: The following podcast is a She Did It and SydneyNanberg.com production. Welcome back to the She Did It podcast. My name is Sydney Nanberg and I'm the creator and founder of She Did It and SydneyNanberg.com, your self-care and wellness resource with a twist, of course. My intention is to share valuable information, tips and tricks to help you live a fulfilling life. I want you to come here looking for inspiration and leave with the tools you need to take on whatever it is you are going after. Thank you all so much for tuning in again. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button and never miss an episode. Guys, this is all free and valuable content coming your way two times per week. And I'd also love your feedback, so go ahead and leave a review if you are finding these episodes valuable. I would be so, so grateful. So. Today, we are talking all about networking like a boss and how to build your queendom or kingdom. This is a really great and insightful episode where you are going to gain a lot of value. Whether you are looking for new ways to grow your business, get outside of your comfort zone, or even just build relationships, this is the episode for that. And joining me today is the amazing Lauren Marcecano. Lauren is a Miami-based business law attorney. Her passion for helping small businesses led her to co-founding her Florida law firm, Marcecano and Leva, three years ago, which she believes was the best decision to date. Her law firm made six figures the first year, and they doubled that in their second year. So you all better take some notes. (laughs) Lauren attributes this to building authentic connections in her community, and because she wanted to help other queens build their own six-figure startups, Lauren launched Networking Maverick this past year, which I am obsessed with. Through the law firm and Networking Maverick, Lauren helps female entrepreneurs build and protect their queendoms. That is absolutely amazing, by the way. Oh, and she was also named 2018 Top 40 Under 40 Lawyer in the U.S. by American Bar Association and a 2019 Florida Super Lawyer Rising Star. So if you are interested in gaining some incredible value on how to network, how to build connections and get to the next level in life, then stay tuned and let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Thanks again for tuning into the She Did It podcast. Today, I am joined by Lauren Marcicano, otherwise known as the Networking Maverick. As you already know, Lauren is a Miami-based business law attorney and the founder of an incredible community, Networking Maverick, which helps female entrepreneurs build and protect their queendom, which I I love how you put that. So welcome, Lauren. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Zinni, for having me. I'm uh, so excited to, to be here today.
0: Yeah. So I came across your account through Instagram and I was really inspired by your work and your energy and the content. And I I actually found it to be extremely helpful myself and not just helpful, but uplifting. And when we first spoke, I didn't realize that we would also have so, so much in common and you just have an incredible story. And I want people to get to know you because I feel that they can learn so much. So why don't you start off by telling us who Lauren is, where you are from and what it is that you do?
1: All right. Well, do you have two days? No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can take as uh, time as you need.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, just uh, to kind of put it in into a smaller story, I was born in Dallas, Texas, and I'm one of two. I'm the youngest of two daughters, and my mom and dad, uh, we had a very interesting upbringing that I thought was normal for many years. Uh, we moved around the country, lived in hotels because my father ran hotels and resorts around the world. And I loved it. it. It I think is a big part of who I am today. Like you, I think many people have uh, maybe seen like the sweet life of Zach and Cody. <laughs> well, uh, of so, course, yeah. <laughs> so it I mean, was, it was like, kind, right, right. So it was, yeah. was kind of like that. Not as much fun, <laughs> I would say, as they had yeah. in, the, in the TV right. show. <laughs> but uh, well, but it was a little yeah. like that. <laughs> uh, and I think that the moving around is a big part of how my personality came to be and and how i learned to network was through my father who had me kind of work in all the hotels i was part of the front office staff back office staff learned to do kind of every role and in that he was always pushing me and telling me you got to remember everyone's names you got to you know mingle with people you got to be able to uh when we move around so much be able to make friends and and that was an important skill for me because i could either be the person, you know, in the corner, always the new girl, perpetually. Or I could get out of my own shell and make friends, and I think that skill really translates uh, as you get older, especially as business uh, business owners.
0: For sure, I completely agree with that. So, what is it that you're doing now? Can you tell us a little bit about that? How, how you're, you know, I know you're doing two different businesses. Yes, yes, I am now, <laughs> and. <laughs>
1: even though that that does sound a little bit crazy i feel like i the more and more i'm out in especially in miami the more i meet other queen serial entrepreneur type people that have you know two or three businesses uh, and maybe even kids which i don't have i don't even have fur babies yet
0: <laughs> me either me either i'm not there just yet <laughs> <laughs> not
1: not yet but uh, yes i do have the two businesses so i i moved down to miami i went to um law school so go canes for that woohoo and awesome Yes. And I ended up staying. I love Miami so much. I had my first uh, couple jobs here as a a business attorney, corporate law attorney. And I had my first job and I really, I loved what I was doing in the work, but I wasn't getting paid the amount that I would need to really, you know, live and pay back student loans. (laughs) Right. 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 And so then I got this big law job and, you know, I thought I made it. I thought I, I, every, every checkbox for success uh, you know, the high paying job, the high profile job in big law, working for a large multinational corporation, uh, those kind of things as like your biggest client. But I still found that even though I met all those check checkboxes uh, that you like you thought about through law school, like this is what this is what it means to succeed. Um, I really still had some some type of feeling that this wasn't what I was meant to be doing. So I really did a lot of soul searching. I listened to a lot of podcasts.
0: <laughs> and I, I can relate.
1: Right? I mean, I think that's what we do. We read a lot. We listen to podcasts. We get inspiration. We're on Instagram. And then... I'm always it, trying to learn. Exactly. Always trying to improve and learn. And, I, and one day it finally hit me that I just needed to open my own law firm. I, I, I felt like that was what was calling me and and being my own boss and, and being able to help people on my terms. Um and I think that that was a very powerful decision to actually decide out loud and speak it to friends, <laughs> family. Yeah. Uh, that this is what I'm going to be doing, and I started. Uh, I didn't do it alone. I, I have a business partner. She was my best friend in law school, and now we're business married because she she agreed to go yeah. out. <laughs> and that was a, and that was a, an interesting conversation. We were. Or she does family law, and I do the business law. And we had always talked about later when we're 60 years old or, you know, 50 years old, we'd start a law firm and help the younger attorneys. And that's that's how, you know, the route is. Correct. And I was like, right. actually, we're speeding that up. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm going to be going out like, you know, no pressure. I'm, I'm doing it on my own if that's what it takes. But I am doing it. And she decided to, to come out as well, which made me very excited. So three years ago we launched. Marsicano and Leva, PLLC, which is a business and family law firm in Miami, and it was honestly the best decision I've ever made. Like hindsight's 2020, and I can tell you that I am so much happier now. I'm so much busier now, (laughs) but I'm I'm so much happier with the independence and with being able to help the clients that I want to help and what I can do, and just the flexibility of being your own boss. I think is something that always really intrigued me and it really is i can set my own schedule i can travel you know we were in japan in december and i was doing work from japan you right. know, with, with technology so I, I can kind of do that from anywhere um when it's
0: hard, hard, it's hard to do it takes sacrifice and but at the end of the day like if you're going to be happier and you feel in your gut feeling that that's the right move like you should definitely act on it or find a way to act on it if you're not sure because it, it it is much more rewarding and it allows you the flexibility and creativity and you're never stuck and I think people struggle with that they they feel stuck they don't know what to do
1: exactly and and you know sometimes they even start like a little bit of a side hustle but just doing a, a side right. business, like it's not the same as making the full commitment to go out on your own it's yeah. completely different, but I did, I did save up enough money, you know, where I, I could live for a year. I have a, a life partner where we're getting married in January, but at the time we were only together That's for, exciting. yes, woo-hoo. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: make, making it official.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Congratulations.
1: Thank you. But at the time we had only been together for uh, maybe two, two and a half years. And I was like, listen, I'm going to quit my job. <laughs> I'm gonna start yeah. one thing uh, and uh, I hope that's okay. and he was super supportive. he he's nothing but supportive and and helping build my empire and he's building his own empire so we're you know building the that's king so, and queendoms.
0: <laughs> that's so important and actually, you know you and I discussed entrepreneurship over the phone and you were telling me about your passion for becoming attorney an attorney and everything that we're talking about now, but also the react of people around you so I think it's so important you know that you have that support um, from your significant other as do I it's it's really important you know that my boyfriend also supports me and understands and you know because it is a lot you know you're really going all into something that you're passionate about and it takes it takes a lot and it takes a lot of hours and it's important to surround yourself with people that you know bring out the best in you but there are a lot of people who also have negative things to say which is you know kind of relatable So can you talk about that a bit? Like what we talked about last time, like what what were people like when you told them about your vision and what you were going to do?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you have some people, you know, like, like Sebastian, uh, my future husband, he was very supportive, but you have other people and I have some friends that were close to me that were very supportive as well, but you have other people that, you know, from my former, my former places where they're like, Oh, you'll be back. You know that's not going to work out. We'll see you back here in a year. Um, it's never right. gonna work. There's too many lawyers in Miami already. you're not you're nothing special essentially. Um, so we'll see you back here soon. And even though my my parents were very, very supportive of the idea, you know they're they were obviously very timid about it because they are not they're not from that generation, I think, where we want to they they view it as going backwards, essentially, right? Yeah. They they see me having put in all this time, you know, however, like, oof, 10, 15 years on this path, because I've known since I was about 14 that I wanted to be an attorney, and so they've seen me put in all this work, and they're like, oh, to open your own thing, isn't that going backwards? You're already at a big law position, you know, they see, they see that, and they're from, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. She was making more money than my dad when they got married, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but... But when she had my sister, she decided to stay home, which I'm very thankful for. Um, And then my dad was the one that had to rise up the ranks. You know, they both came from very, very, I would say, modest backgrounds in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, worked their ways up the chain, you know, to be who they were. And so they were just concerned. And I think that that's how any kind of parents are. But that still weighs on you, you know. Yeah,
0: because you want their support. You want their, you know, validation and and I think that a lot of times it comes from a place of love and caring and and they just want what's best for you but it's because you know going off on your own and doing something like that and they see you're doing all this good because it's something different and it's start kind of they might see it as starting over but I think it's just a scary thought for a lot of people because they want what's best basically I mean it's just it's it's really not easy
1: exactly and I think that's 100 percent true because for me you know I was the one getting in my own way for a long time before starting this firm because I was the one that was uh, timid and I didn't think I could do it and I had to get out of my own way because I, I always thought of what my mom and dad used to tell me growing up, never let anyone tell you you can't do something. And I told that to them. I said, you know, listen, this is what I'm going to be doing. I know it's it seems crazy, but I would really, you know, this is what I feel like will make the most sense for me right now. It'll make me feel fulfilled. I can help the people I want to help in my career that i've been working towards and as soon as they saw how committed i was to it and that this is what i was going to be doing they were all in with me so it it's that those kind of relationships and support that really help i think you get through the lean times because every entrepreneur is going to have lean times or hard times even if it's not lean monetarily just hard times as a business owner because you're doing so many things
0: for sure and you know i can Yeah, I can relate to the situation. I think everyone handles it differently. I'm fortunate to also have like a good support system, but I also had friends or people, you know, doubt me or tell me, you know, whatever their their opinion was. But how did you react to the negative opinions? Like, did you just keep pushing forward? Did you respond back to them? Did you ignore them? Like, did it affect your mindset? Um, Not from your parents, of course, but the other people who were doubting you. Yeah, so uh, by the time
1: I actually vocalized it to them, these other people, you know, that, that were kind of, uh, I don't want to say naysayers, but they were definitely the negative, the negative people uh, throwing shade, I guess you would say. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by by that time, I was already so confident in my conviction to start my own thing i just push through it you know it i think it does bother you to some extent right like any kind of negativity isn't isn't great so my my saying my family saying is positive mental attitude pma always keep the pma um and push Mm -hmm. through but i think it does affect you at some level where you know these people that you considered your colleagues You know, why can't they just support you in in your vision? It's not their life, right? You know, why don't they just be happy and support? But yeah, for me, I didn't let it drag me down. Uh, I think I'd had experience with it just from growing up, being the new girl, having negativity at you, being bullied. I was bullied for a very, very long time because uh, you can't see me right now, but I am a curvy queen. (laughs) And I have always been such, even though I didn't know, I didn't uh, accept my queenness. When I was uh, very young, you know, I, I had a lot of insecurities about that. So having had pushed through that stage of my life, that bullying, and the the more impactful I think negativity when I was younger, and becoming who I am today, the negativity didn't affect me as much. You know, I was able to I, just I kind of let it roll too. off.
0: Yeah. I think when you've been through things like that, it just totally shifts your mindset and gives you a different perspective on life. And you know, obviously, I've been bullied too. And you and I talked about this on the phone, but it really does shape who you are as a person. And like any negative situation, you have the choice to decide how you want to handle it. And so you can either use it, you know, as the uh, fuel to your fire, or you can let it, you know, destroy you. And I love that your mentality and how you keep moving forward. And I think that is you know, a big part of your success today. And you're definitely the type of person that has a no excuses mentality like me, which I love. And you don't allow anything to get in your way, which I admire. And, and with that, I, I want to talk about the networking maverick because for me personally, like after being bullied and all this stuff, although I pushed through and I've created this business and I created this blog and community and podcast, you know, I definitely, and I, I'm always challenging myself. I'm a no excuses person, but I do have my struggles, especially with social situations. But you have a totally different like angle. And so I want to talk about the networking maverick. how How did you know you wanted to create this?
1: Yeah. so the networking maverick has been my my it's my newest baby, my newest uh, business that <laughs> that I, I okay. split my time between. <laughs> yeah. and so after we launched the law firm, so what happened? what happened? So three years ago we launched, we think, okay, we have enough money to to get through a year. If we didn't make any money, we'd be able to survive. But let's right. let's get a plan in order. And and we start networking. And we go out and we start forming relationships. And, and I have a what I think is my own kind of way of, of doing it. And people throughout that time were like, how do you do this? How do you go to networking events? How do you have the energy to work and go to events? How do you strategize? How do you plan? And those questions to me were so surprising, especially from the women. Uh, I guess that the women were having probably the most difficult time in professional situations, figuring out how to network, how to grow their businesses, how to turn their what I call network into net worth, which is a saying I think people have heard. But that's that's kind of was my vision behind it, how to turn your network into net worth. And Mm -hmm. and I said, wow, you know, I didn't realize this was such a, a big topic for people. So I started giving kind of advice on the side and, and, you know, helping people with their businesses, because that's what I did in my law firm. I work with business owners. So right. I, I would help them. I would motivate them. I'd have texting groups. I'd have, you know, WhatsApp groups. And after a, a little bit of time, uh, after the first year, so we made six figures our first year, which, amazing. which was amazing, like surpass all of our expectations, all of anyone's expectations, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and we were like, wow, I can't believe that. And then the next year we doubled it. We doubled the figure for us. And and I was just so surprised about the great response I was receiving from the community. And people were like, okay, how, how are you doing this? And that's when I decided I wanted to teach other people, not just on the legal side. Because on the legal side, you know, I can help you form, I can protect you, I can do your contracts, I can litigate. But as an attorney, I'm very limited with what I'm actually allowed to say, you know, ethically and 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 so forth. So I was like, okay, how do I reach more women? How do I help more women with their businesses so that not only do they have a good uh, lawyer on their side, but they have a, a great mentality and they're able to, you know, build these queendoms, is what I said. So build these six-figure startups and and make make it into their queendoms, take it from their side hustle and put a ring on it. <laughs> Essentially, uh, <laughs> right. and yeah, right. Hopefully and that. so I, I started uh, networking Maverick as a response to that. and it really just connected with so many people and it and it got so much great feedback that I just kept doing you know more and more on Instagram, especially um, this year, I then started a, a YouTube channel where I've been releasing YouTube videos uh, that that are on different topics about networking, charisma, motivation, business. And it's leading up to my e-course next month, which is coming out, which is going to be seven steps to startup, uh, about building your queendoms, how to build and protect your queendoms. I so, love that. So yeah, so it's gonna, it, it really has culminated in this, in this, you know, it's different than my law firm, but it really right. integrates very nicely with, uh, with what I'm doing on the legal side as well. So.
0: Because- you're still helping business owners, but from a different angle, because I was going to ask you when you did you notice there was a need for this, but obviously you already answered that. And, you know, I think, I think that that's great that you just kind of went for it and you kept going because whenever there's a need for something and you, it's your strength, I totally think you should go after it. If you, if you feel that it's meant for you um, because you'll start to see that people are interested. And, and I feel like it's just like, that's how things happen naturally. And also with any business and journey in life, I think like we're bound to face obstacles and that's something that a lot of people struggle with when it comes to entrepreneurship, which you are totally tackling with your positivity and all of your insight and all of your knowledge. And I was actually watching this video on Instagram yesterday and it was basically a compilation of a handful of speeches from highly successful people like Oprah, for example. And they were saying that when you're consistently pursuing something, you have to expect to hit a roadblock, but those roadblocks and failures are necessary. And so... I want to know what obstacles did you face along the way? Cause you're building this incredible, these incredible brands and you're helping so many people, but I think people get stuck at those obstacles. So what was, what was your experience like? Well, I think that that everyone is
1: going to have obstacles, whether it's, Launching. So, I think the first obstacle is always starting up, right? I think the, the right. most important step is starting up, and the second most important is protecting yourselves, doing it right, having a good foundation. Um, so, I think the first yeah. obstacle I had that I, I kind of mentioned a little bit was. Just deciding that this is what I wanted and needed to do. This is what my life, this is the path I should now choose and redirect everything towards. And I think that that was my first Mm -hmm. obstacle. And that took a lot of self-reflection, a lot of thinking, a lot of planning. I'm a planner. (laughs) I don't do anything recklessly. Me too. Yeah so <laughs> we, yeah yeah so i think that planning is is very important in doing things the right way so i think that that is probably the the first obstacle then the second is knowing how to actually put that into work right now you you've decided to start up and how are you going to do that what do you need how do you even register a business i think a lot of people don't know for me obviously i had oh. my business background but uh, right. i think that that is probably one of the biggest ones is that i hear people oh yeah i have my shop, I'm like, oh great. Are you, you know, what type of entity are you? And they're like, What? I'm like, Oh, <laughs> are you an LLC? Are you an S Corp? Are you a C Corp? Are you a partnership? And they okay. and their faces are just blank. <laughs> yeah. and, and it kind of stops them. Right. And I'm like, okay, we need to talk. We need to <laughs> we need to help you get this in order and <laughs> and yeah. really because you're opening yourself up to a lot of liability. There's a lot of things going on that yeah. you don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I think that's another part is just knowing, because you, you, you don't know what you don't know, right? right? So, I think that that's an obstacle people don't even know they have.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, I, no, I agree.
1: And people, a lot of
0: people are on, you don't realize.
1: Right. You just don't, and and I get that. I understand that if it's not totally. for, if it's not your your thing, if it's not your background, uh, you know, I don't think if you don't ask the right questions, you don't know to ask the right questions, you're not gonna get the right answers or no. So I think that's another big obstacle. For me personally, I think the first biggest obstacle, you know, after the startup was how do I split my time between everything that I want to do? Right? Because yeah, that's
0: hard for so many people.
1: It really is. And then when I added in the second business, I think it it became even more of a, wow, okay, I, I need to become the most efficient version of myself that I can, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Um, and so that takes a lot of, of also order planning, weekly goal setting, uh, making sure I, I do a lot of block scheduling. So I think that's very... Yeah, yeah, right. I think that's very, very helpful. And then I also delegate. I delegate things that can be delegated. That I know that I'm not. It's not the thing that I'm the best at. It's not something that I absolutely love doing. And so I delegate it.
0: That's really smart.
1: Yeah. And so that has has given me a lot more opportunity to, you know, have breathing room. I would say in between. Um, yeah. And yeah. And so I think that that. Along with having a, you know, a relationship, my parents live in St. Augustine. They don't live down here. My sister lives in Missouri. Uh, yeah. My wanting to have relationships with friends that I, I want to maintain all over the world. Um, not 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 to even mention Fort Lauderdale, <laughs> which yeah. can still which can still feel far. <laughs> yeah, um, seriously. Wanting to do all of that and have two businesses. Uh, can be i think one of the biggest the biggest sources of stress right if you don't manage it you don't plan and to some extent i think that that is still uh if you have multiple businesses i don't think it ever goes away i don't think that that that
0: the fine works right i I don't yeah that's the hardest part i mean when you're there's so much to balance and there's always going when you when it's your own business i mean There's always going to be things that are coming your way. And a lot of times you're putting out fires or a lot of times you're, you know, there's just a million things to do. And hopefully there are more and more things to do because that means you're growing. But then it's like, okay, well, what do I do at this point? Because then that's when you grow. That's when you have to make changes.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I think that fear of change, fear of, you know, something different of going outside your comfort zone is something that holds a lot of people back a lot of people, including me for, for certain things, you know, and it's really pushing through that discomfort, uh, pushing through the change and and the feelings of vulnerability that that's where really the, the magic happens. And that's where you make your greatest leaps and changes and discoveries for yourself. But if you don't have the right mindset, if you don't have the right support, if you don't have the right tools and resources at your disposal, you're not necessarily going to have the confidence to really push through. Um, and I think that that's something that I really focus on, on networking Maverick side for, for female entrepreneurs, because I think that that is the thing maybe most lacking. We have a lot of motivation and, you know, we have a lot right. of motivational personalities. We have a lot of people that do tools and resources only, uh, that right. are very that are very practical but i uh, personally you know i'm sure they exist <laughs> i'm not i'm not yeah. the unicorn out there but i personally <laughs> hadn't seen anyone from a legal perspective that had a legal background professional background that is out there helping women on the ground not only giving them motivation but also giving them the tools and resources and being and being there in a fully kind of 360 supportive role and and that's kind of what i aim to do between both of my businesses
0: yeah and speaking of ops and going outside of your comfort zone. For me personally, I, well, I own two businesses as well and I'm an introvert, but I never let anything really stop me. And you talk about network marketing, obviously, because you own the networking maverick um, and you're really good at it, but it's so difficult for a majority of people, I've noticed, to get out and just network like we kind of talked about in the beginning, even if they aren't an introvert. I mean, it's just, you don't know what to do. So can we talk about that? Because as a business owner and myself, networking is so important. Important. So what advice would you give to someone who is introverted or just having a hard time getting themselves out there to network? How do they get out of their comfort zone? And are there and are there other ways to network besides like traditional ways?
1: Yes. Yeah, so this topic is probably one of the most popular topics I receive. <laughs> <laughs> from on the networking maverick side, when I when I launched it, so one of the videos on my YouTube channel, which is just networking maverick, is about how to you know how to network for introverts, and I also have one how to overcome awkward silences. Um, on those yeah. videos, they're they're fairly short, I would say, you know, less than I think about less than ten minutes. Um, there's actually a link that I put on all my YouTube videos to my networking maverick pocket guide. So that is my five steps. On how you can plan, you know, properly know your your uh, identify your target market, how to properly plan, research, go about the networking event itself beforehand. Actually, how to attack it during, and then how to follow up. Uh, but essentially, my recommendation. So I think that it's an important pocket guide for people that are newbies to networking because, you know, if you and I think actually for maybe even intermediate to maybe they've been doing it a little bit wrong. If you're not seeing the revenue coming back from your networking, I think it is something that anyone Mm -hmm. can use. Um, But for introverts, so even though I look like an extrovert, (laughs) I I am actually more uh, what I call an ambivert. And this is a term I I discovered (laughs) because (laughs) I kept taking the Myers-Briggs test and, you know, I, I did all these different things. And I was getting very high introvert, even though I was more extroverted uh right. and and i notice when i go to too many events or i do too many things like courts and trials and networking all all bunched up i lose my energy and it's not just you know oh i'm tired because i'm doing a lot of things it's actually your physical energy draining which is the definition of an introvert is how you lose your energy when you're with other people whereas extroverts gain energy when they're with people right uh for right. me right so that that's kind of the definitional difference between extrovert and introvert and ambiverts have certain people that they are around that gives them energy or certain situations which they will gain energy from but they could also be introverted whereas if they do too much of it or they're around the wrong people then they will lose their energy and you can either be a high introvert with extroverted tendencies or a high extrovert with introverted tendencies I think I'm more extrovert with introverted tendencies personally <laughs> uh, yeah. but, but yeah. so yeah. It, it, it is something that I relate to and So if you are an introvert listening to this, or even someone that's more introverted than extroverted, uh, my biggest tip is do not go to huge events first. Do not. Do not go to more than a 50-person event for your first, I don't know, maybe couple months of networking, right? I I would say there are so many diverse networking events out there that are great that limit it to between 15 to 50 people. The smaller it is, I think – the better you will more comfortable you'll feel because you won't feel overwhelmed. So I went to, uh, you know, the 10 X conference with Grant Cardone for instance, this past year that was here in Miami and a lot of people Mm -hmm. did because it was 30,000 entrepreneurs. If I was in an introverted mentality, I would look at that and say, no, thank you. (laughs) There is
0: no, No, I remember seeing it advertised on like billboards and everything. And like, I know who he is. And I know that I actually knew like a handful of people that were, we're going and I just knew that it was going to be a lot of people and for someone like me like that was really great advice to like go to ones that are a bit smaller but like I would have, although I know that I would have learned so much I was so overwhelmed knowing how big it would be yes
1: and that is a huge problem with those kind of bigger events because I think sometimes introverts think oh it's okay I'll get lost in the crowd no you'll be focused on being in the crowd (laughs) you're you're not the point (laughs) <laughs> right. But you're you're just going to be so overwhelmed with the amount of information being thrown at you and people coming up to you because other people are there excited to meet other people and, and you're going to get overwhelmed. So I think the number one thing is to target smaller networking events. You can look on Eventbrite. You can look on Facebook. Uh, you can look on Instagram. There are a lot of people promoting different networking events. You can just, you know, search networking, whatever area you are, and I'm sure events will come up. The second thing is target networking events that you actually have an interest in so and what i mean by that is if you love animals there are going to be animal animal networking groups out there right there are going to be people that love animals or there's going to be charity events or smaller chamber events geared at that go to those events Mm -hmm. or if you really love women empowerment i i happen to really love women empowerment and so i target smaller you know dinners and and groups so I'm, i'm part of a group called ladies ledger which limits their membership in each chapter to 30 people uh, so that's a smaller group. Um, and because you already have an interest, you're going to be able to bond and feel more comfortable with those people. It's not going to be something where, okay, you're trying to all of a sudden meet, I don't know, um, football players. <laughs> and then you go to a athletic event and you've you've never watched football or you don't know anything about football. You're going to be overwhelmed. You don't know the subject. People are talking about things you don't know. They're asking you questions. You're going to feel like you're dumb. <laughs> I think, you know, you're right. going to
0: be like, oh, yeah. my God, why, why am I here? Yeah, uh, exactly. I, that's super valuable, too, because, you know, just it's all about how you think about it, too. Like as someone who is really quiet myself and when I'm in social situations, I'm super, super quiet and I don't know what to say. But like if you think about it, if you're going to a smaller event, at least to start, I mean, you can, I'm sure you can build your way up to those bigger events. But if you're correct. someone who isn't mark is networking like that yet. If you search and find smaller groups of people that also have a similar interest, then you're going to connect with like-minded people, which is something that I think stops a lot of people because they're like, oh, well, you know, I I don't know, like, what to talk about. I don't know what to say. Like, is it going to be awkward? But, like, that actually makes a lot more sense the way that you're putting it. And even though people might think, like, oh, yeah, I can go to ones where people have similar interests, when you really take a step back and think, like, wait a minute, these people all have the same interests as me. These people are all going here for the same purpose you're not only going to connect with people but you can also build really great relationships and friendships
1: correct and that's what it's really about it's about focusing on the relationship it's about focusing on the friendship it's not focusing on selling so this is another thing I tell people uh, because I think introverted people especially they're like okay I have my my 30 second pitch I'm going to close a sale and then they put a lot of pressure on themselves to sell at someone and they're not listening and building the relationship. And I think that's a huge, huge, huge mistake. Uh, you know, not to go against the Grant Cardone's or anything of the world. <laughs> uh, right. Where it's, like, where it's like the seller be sold, ABC always be closing. I think that that is a very specific type of person um, and, yeah. and and an area. <laughs> I am not yeah. that person.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, me either. I feel like relationship building. Building, whether you, I, I don't know. I've never had that meant, I'm really great with sales. Um, you know, I have a marketing company. I'm, I'm great with sales, but at the end of the day, like I'm all about building actual relationships and not just trying to like sell because when I build relationships, it also builds trust. And when I have a focus on that, it takes a lot of pressure off and it not only takes a lot of pressure off of me, but of the other people. And they're more likely to go with you, like, tr- or trust you or, or buy from you or use your services or whatever it is. Correct. It's
1: all about trust. They're going to if they trust you and they they like you and they know you, eventually business will will come, whether it's from that person directly or maybe even a recommendation or reference to someone else that could use your services because you never know where your next best customer is coming from. It's, it's all the relationships. Um, That's true. Yeah. And authentic relationships. You know, don't be fake. That's why going to events that you actually care about. You're going to make better relationships. You're going to build better relationships uh, just from the ground up
0: right because like i think for example okay I, I own okay i have my podcast like i said obviously you're on it now my blog community but then i have my marketing company and i'm like okay should i go to networking events for my marketing company do i and i see like all of these entrepreneur events and everything and i'm like everybody's just trying to sell everybody and i want to go somewhere where i can build genuine relationships and i think that by going your route like you said and joining things that you're interested in You're not the, that stress to like just sell isn't there. But if I go from my marketing company to marketing events, okay, I might learn something, which I'm all about, but I don't want my focus to be selling. And I know everybody else's focus is just selling. I want to be somewhere where I'm building relationships because that's also how you get more referrals, I would think, and more just, just trust.
1: Exactly. That's, that's where the trust builds. That's where the magic happens. That's where you're going to build your community. I think it's all about building community, building those relationships, Um, And that's why you should go to these events that are are smaller up front. You can work your way up. I think another thing is don't overwhelm yourself with, you know, not just not selling, but don't overwhelm yourself with making too many relationships. Uh, What I say to everyone is you just need to make three new connections. Make three new connections, three new relationships. Build those at that event. Show up early before clicks form. You know, you can actually probably meet the people that are putting on the event, which is a great relationship in and of right. itself. Um, That's probably, but, probably the best. <laughs> right, exactly. I've actually helped set up for events that I attended. <laughs> and, That's amazing. Yeah, and made some really great relationships doing it because I, I try to be early everywhere I go. Uh, You know, sometimes you can't be, but I, I try. And then you're not yeah. going to feel overwhelmed by the clicks because clicks form out, people have friended off, and you'll you'll feel overwhelmed. So if you go early... You think, okay, I just need to make three new connections. Hopefully you've looked ahead of time on a Facebook page or the Facebook group or the Eventbrite, seen who's RSVP'd. Maybe you've gotten familiar with a couple people that you'd be interested in learning more about and you know their face, so you're going to feel comfortable meeting them. And then once you make those three connections and you built that relationship, you're going to be like, oh, I did it. I won. Like, I, I did my goal. Everything else is just cake and, and icing on the cake, essentially. Um, and you're gonna yeah, feel accomplished.
0: Yeah, I love that. And how many networking events do you go to per week or per month? How many? How many are you involved with?
1: Well, so it varies month to month because I do try to kind of rotate um, different events. There are some that I'm a part of that meet monthly and weekly. I'm part of Business okay. Networking International, which is uh, once a week early morning networking event with a you know category exclusive group of people, which means I'm the only uh, business law commercial litigation attorney in the group. That meets weekly. I'm part of Ladies Ledger, which meets uh, monthly. You know, well, officially meets monthly, and then you know we do social events and charity events. Um, and then yeah, and they're they're amazing. I love them. Um, And then I try to rotate in between all of those uh, other events. So I'm also on the board of a a group called Escapades, which is just for lawyers, and they curate intimate dinner events and experiences for attorneys. So it makes, you know, especially introverted attorneys more comfortable. Um, Yeah. rotate that in there I go to larger events I go to you know epic talks Miami is every last Wednesday in between I'll throw in conferences that I'm interested in so usually what I try to do is two to three networking events per week you know that includes my right. weekly monthly events but that is very ambitious and I do not recommend that for the lighthearted. <laughs> yeah.
0: do you go by yourself I would say probably
1: about 80 or 90% of them I go by myself. Okay. Uh, I do sometimes what I've been trying to do lately is bring buddies because I want them to get to these events. <laughs> so yeah. I'm trying to hold them more accountable and, you know, bring people. I actually, in my monthly newsletter, I tell people what my next month's schedule of uh, confirmed events is going to be or the ones at least I'm interested in going to. You know, sometimes as an attorney, you have hearings, you have trial, you have emergencies that come up. I might not be able to make right. something. Uh, right. Which, which is another another, you know, I guess, a delicate dance I have to do between the networking and the law. Uh, sure. But I do try to put that out there. So sometimes people reach out to me. Hey, I see you're going to a whiskey event because I'm very involved with the Scotch and Whiskey Society 305 in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I love them. I love them. And they're all about building community, which is one of the reasons why I love them so much um but they'll be like hey are there any coming up and I'll be like oh yeah there's one you know September 12th there's going to be uh I think a Jack Daniels event or something and then you know why here's the information I'll meet you there at this time we'll meet early or you know if you want to go together
0: yeah yeah Yeah, exactly you just did that for me the other week I love that because you reached out to me and you said something about whiskey but the first thing you said was do you like this and so that goes back to everything that you're talking about right now like actually go to something that you like and I was like yeah I do unfortunately I was out of town I was in Chicago so I couldn't go but I loved and appreciated how you reached out to me to let me know but also ask if it was even something I was interested in rather than just kind of like pressuring because sometimes I get emails from people about like different networking events and they kind of like try to pressure you into it and as someone who is introverted that kind of pushes me away but the way that you go about it just makes it so so much easier and I 100% would have gone if I wasn't out of town that week
1: yeah well that makes me like so happy to hear that that it resonated with you in that way. And that it was because that, that is what I'm trying to do. You know, I, I want you to feel comfortable uh, with the events. And yes, I want you to like the events you're going to,
0: too. <laughs> yeah, people well, have a good time because that's what's going to keep them coming back and going and, and growing in their business Correct. and in life. And I think it's just like also a really good skill to have. You know, when I was in so obviously, like I've said a 100 times now, I'm introverted and quiet. But when I was in college before I left, I signed up for classes that were going to get me out of my comfort zone and scare me. And I talk about this all the time on my podcast and blog, but I signed up for public speaking. I signed up for improv comedy yes, classes. I yes. Yeah. I did everything to challenge myself so that I could grow. And when I first went, for example, let's talk about the improv class, um, completely out of my comfort zone. I was, I went to the university of Arizona. So I found this random place in Tucson, which you, I, you just don't do that. Like it could have been sketchy. It turns out that the <laughs> The person leading the class was like one of the original people on um, Saturday Night Live. Uh, I think her name was Anna Risley. I don't know. I think she was on a couple times. Yeah. And I used to be so scared of going because it was so outside of my comfort zone. But after a few months, I left like so happy and I would be so excited to go.
1: That's amazing. That's exactly what you need to do. That's You have to push yourself out. Have you ever um, have you ever read Who Moved the Cheese? Who Moved My Cheese? You ever read that book? No, it sounds, it sounds familiar. It's, it's it, you know, it was it's maybe a hundred page book, but it was what I was given to read when I was younger before we moved <laughs> a couple yeah. of different times. And it's all about change. And like these mice is like the allegory and they move their cheese. And there are some mice that will keep going to the same place rather than trying to explore new things. And in order to uh, survive, you need to adapt and you need to push yourself out and you need to do uncomfortable things. So I think that's exactly what you did. And what's really, really funny about that story to me Is number one. I love improv, so I'm so happy you did it. (laughs) Yes, I got. I
0: struggled so much. (laughs) Struggled because she would always make me redo everything because I was so uncomfortable. I was so uncomfortable. that she'd be like, Sydney, do it again. And I would be like, Are you joking? And she'd be like, Do it again. (laughs) And I did. Yeah. So she
1: was helping you push yourself through your comfort zone, which I think is. I think improv really does that for people, especially people that want to learn public speaking. I think improv is a f- more fun way of doing it. You know, they have Toastmasters, they have speaking events um, that you can participate in. Do but you, I think I don't do it anymore. I used to do it. And uh, I mean, I was never part of an official improv troupe or anything, but I did acting and modeling when I was younger. And so improv was a part of that whole process. But one of cool. my, one of my closest friends from law school lives in Chicago and he's an attorney. He actually is, is part of second city, which I don't know if you've ever heard of. Yeah, or.
0: of course I know what second city is. Yeah. So, and it's, to, it's,
1: <laughs> it's so funny that he's like an attorney and he's a great attorney. And then he's also just this hilarious comedian, improv, witty thinks on his feet and he's doing it up against people that are trying to do this for a living.
0: <laughs> right? I love it, like, but he's doing it for fun.
1: But he's just doing it for fun because he loves it. And he's actually uh, running for, I think, representative in his district now. So I don't know if he's yeah. going to keep doing the improv,
0: <laughs> but
1: I it'll help him in like, his debates.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just going to say. I was going to say, like, I feel like improv, it like, like you said, like it helps you to be quick on your feet. So it can only benefit, even if you're doing it for fun, it can only benefit you for anything else that you are doing because whether you own... Uh, whether you're an attorney, whether you own a marketing company, whatever it is, like sometimes people are going to say things to you, especially if you're in law and you're going to need to come back with something. And that I, I think it can only, it's a good life skill. To, it's something that everyone I think should try at some point in their life because as scary as it is, it actually was a lot of fun. And like some days I'd go there and I would be in a bad mood or or more like anxious about it. And I would leave there so happy, which was really shocking because I, it was not my thing. So I think everybody should try it at some point in their life. I agree. And
1: for anyone that lives in Chicago, Ryan Podges, vote Ryan Podges. <laughs> yeah. Sure. But I...
0: All my friends and family in Chicago will definitely hear that. <laughs> oh,
1: great. I used to live, I, and we talked about, it, I used to live in Naperville for a little bit growing up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I love, I, I love the Chicago, Chicago from... area.
0: I know it's nice. So, okay. So I want to talk about um, other business owners for, and, and give them some, some more advice for the ones who are listening or whether they're a business owner now, whether they have a dream to become a business owner or know someone who is a business owner. Um, as an attorney, what is one piece of, or and entrepreneur as well, what is one piece of advice that you would give someone who wants to start their journey?
1: Just start, you know, because I think sometimes you wait and, and you and I as planners, you know, sometimes you can overplan, Sometimes there's too much planning, but just start just (laughs) just start going in make sure you are not going in blindly do the research listen to podcasts uh you know i i think that for me obviously i'm biased but reach out to an attorney (laughs) yeah Reach reach out to a business law attorney or at least research you know, business formation type information in your, in your state, because I think being unprepared is a huge, huge downside because there are people that I could have helped at the beginning for maybe a couple thousand dollars, $3,000 that it takes them 10 to 15,000 to fix mistakes later. So you definitely don't want to get caught in that.
0: Yeah. And you know, when I started my business five years ago, so I was 20 years old for some reason, because of all the podcasts, that I listened to, and because of all the reading I did, I knew that the first thing that I had to do was protect myself, so I got an LLC. I contacted a lawyer immediately to get all my contracts written up and and make sure that everything was done correctly. So that, I think this is a good a good point. What are three of the most important things that you need in place to protect yourself from a legal standpoint? Well,
1: number one is a good attorney., <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, Number yeah. two is a good CPA. <laughs> Uh, and number three is just good corporate formation, good foundation, uh, foundational documents and and a good business entity. So uh, and I say that as part jesting with the with the lawyer and CPA, but it actually is a I believe I think it was Forbes did a, a study of top, you know, business professionals and, and entrepreneurs. And they said the two people you want on your team from the outset that you need to invest in are a lawyer and a CPA. Uh, Those are the two people that are going to help you the most, and I think that that is very, very true because between the two of them, you're going to have a strong foundation and a great support system uh, that's going to set you up really well. And that actually is why I developed this e-course, which is Seven Steps to Startup and and Helping You Build and Protect Your Queendom because – it gives it's not just a motivational, you know, e course. It's not gonna be like, Whoa, well, we can do it. It's gonna change, you know, your whole life. It's not a magic pill, it's not gonna completely change everything, but it right. will give you the foundational advice that you need, the actual practical steps I'm gonna walk you through to how to choose a business entity, how to choose a name, how to register your corporation, how to make sure you're protecting yourself adequately so that you can start up and protect that queendom, you know? I think those I think that's
0: insightful and important that people know that and I think that people should definitely go and and contact you for that because you know for myself like I like for my marketing company I have a a Facebook group and a lot of people are you know they have startups or they have an idea of something that they want to do and they what's stopping them is where to start and I feel like this is something that would be really beneficial because I mean if I To me, I feel like everything you're saying, it's so important and you you need it because later on, if something happens, which can happen in business, you want to make sure you're protected protected, and you want to make sure that you have everything in line. And although things can go wrong, it's just better to start this way. So I think your course is going to be extremely helpful for anyone listening who is looking to start something. And I think that this has been very helpful and I hope that everyone listening was taking notes and I really appreciate you being here today Lauren and sharing your journey and your knowledge you're making a difference and building such a strong and empowering community and I'm going to link all of your your social media and your website and your course and the podcast notes but why don't you go ahead and share where people can find you now just for those people who choose not to read the podcast notes
1: (laughs) (laughs) hey and you know we don't judge we don't judge that's why I'm making an e-course video and with with handouts (laughs) yeah Um. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's what you gotta do. Uh so you can find me on Instagram at networking maverick. You can also go to networkingmaverick.com, which goes through, you know, all my different handouts, my newsletter, how to reach me. Uh, if you wanna email me for networking maverick type business information, it's Lauren at networkingmaverick.com. If uh, and that's also where you can reach out to me if you want to pre-order the course, you know, I'm giving a discount for the listeners here if you order within the before startup September is what I'm calling it ends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's perfect. Uh, yeah, so if you if you order then uh, I'll give you a a pre-order discount. Um, and if you want any type of legal type information, you can go to mlesquire.com, which is M is in Marscano, L is in Leva, which is Marscano and Leva. <laughs> uh, or you can reach out to me at lm at mlsquire.com and in any of those cases you can find me I'm sure I'm all over LinkedIn, Facebook with my real name Lauren Marcicano. Uh YouTube is just Networking Maverick so any way anyway, you can slide into my DMs <laughs> and, uh, and, I'll, and we can go from there to just kind of discuss whatever you need.
0: Well, thank you so much, Lauren. Everyone go follow her. She's seriously amazing. I really appreciate you being here today. So thank you so much.
1: No, Sydney, thank you so much. I I really hope that uh, everyone does it. She did it, right? (laughs) And I I love being here on this today. I think you're doing such great work. So thank you for making me a part of it.